fulfilled life. We have to strengthen the body and mind first, and then the spirit becomes willing and the spirit really coming into our lives for the sustainability of living fully. And so that's, and we run everything from correctional facilities to treatment centers, youth homes, and to uh, outpatient services. Mental health outpatient. Yeah. Mental health. Now, so this organization basically uh, goes into areas or, or organizations uh, of people who need some help, right? Is that? that, that that's absolutely uh, correct. And we've grown over the years and uh and just year, 18 months ago we were very interested in trying to figure out how we could develop more expertise in behavioral health we had run residential treatment but we weren't running outpatient mental health centers carl was the ceo of peak wellness center and he and i began a conversation and within a year uh we merged our two organizations so the peak wellness center can you tell me a little bit about that sir right we were the well that that center still is um, one of the largest in the state it was the largest mental health provider as a standalone agency Uh, we covered the four counties in the southeast portion of the state cheyenne area and uh, delivered outpatient mental health and substance abuse services at at all kinds of levels and for all populations. Now, how how does the the Volunteers of America accomplish their mission? So, you, you, by basically going into these places and 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 offering this list of services. Uh, to, as you said, uh, individuals who may be in some sort of be- mental health trouble. Uh, so, as you said, like correctional facilities, mm-hmm. youth homes. Now, is youth homes on that list? Oh, yeah. We operate yes. two youth homes. One in you Sheridan. You operate. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One in Sheridan and one in Carbon County, which is down in Rollins. And basically, Floyd, um, <clears throat> we behave just as kind of any other business would behave. Um you know, obviously, as a nonprofit, we um, don't have shareholders to pay dividends to. And so, you know, the, the, the mission continues to be invested in by our annual earnings if those if it happens to be a year where that's provided. So it's all about supporting the mission. But, you know, about 70, 75 percent of our funding is government and the rest comes from strong donor relations, foundation relations and kind of um, other earned income models. And we really take a close look at community need, and if we're in a position to respond, we do. We respond to RFPs, uh, which are requests for proposals, and sometimes competitively against for-profit companies. And so, um, as an example, we operate a community correction center in Gillette, Wyoming, and there are three providers of community correction centers in the state. We're the only nonprofit. The other two are for-profit, meaning that they're making money um, off people in these institutions and then uh, the contracts they have, and then they're paying out dividends to shareholders. We continue to reinvest in the program. I think I think you see a more substantial uh, investment in the human service delivery through our nonprofit than you do otherwise. But um, And in the case with Peak Wellness Center, uh, it gave us an opportunity to develop expertise in mental health services because they had that, and we brought the administrative expertise and oversight. So nonprofits today have to really look at how they collaborate. They have to look at their business models and to be sustainable, in particularly in the complexity of funding 
government funding in particular, health care. Um, we're not immune to the complexity of that. Uh, you have to have infrastructure that is, and it's expensive, and you have to have the right infrastructure to sustain you. Otherwise, uh, you end up under delivering and not not staying in business. Now, you spoke about the the merger with Peak, and did that really just begin with a conversation between the two of you? <laughs> <laughs> it did. I mean, it really that's, did. That, that's yeah. pretty amazing. That yeah. you know, hey, we need this. Hey, wow, we have well, this. It, yep. It's funny because it, it happened kind of the same way it did with Northern, and Paul Demple was the CEO there, and Paul and I just kind of began a conversation and. Um, and he was worried about Northern Wyoming Mental Health being a smaller organization. He was he was concerned, and his board was concerned about how well they could sustain the business model in our environment today, with the bureaucracy and the overhead of what it takes to run um, healthcare services. And that's really what they are. Carl and I, I this was a, two summers ago, and I just called you, Carl, and I yeah. said, Carl, how you doing? And he was like, I'm not doing great, and he. And he vented with me for a little while, didn't you? It was and, a lot of while. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he was very concerned about the business model and, and um, where things were going. And so I said, let's, let's sit down and talk about how we can come together and maybe collaborate and bring our strengths. What he and his organization, 60 years they've been in business. Northern Wyoming Mental Health Center, 60 years. So many good Board members and staff have contributed to these communities um, in the four counties southeast and the four counties northeast. And we're privileged to be, you know, to be able to be considered when these mergers happen. But it is a growth strategy of ours. It is something that we look at because when you merge, you bring assets, and that's fixed as well as human assets. And so they have expertise. Uh, that is already on staff, and they're passionate, and they're professionals. And Floyd, in today's labor market, I mean, it's it's insane what's out there and what's going on. There, the workforce is non-existent, and so really, growth for us is really about having the right professionals already on board. Absolutely. I would, I would um, point out that Jeff and I knew each other before that phone call. It yeah. wasn't a cold call right, to right. Carl, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had a good relationship and a good rapport and understood that we had a lot of mission alignment to start with. So that allowed for that conversation to happen. So I just wanted to put that in there. That Car- the, the challenges that were facing peak uh, that, that put you in that state of agitation, what were those? Uh, we talk about the bureaucracy and the challenges that face these mental health and, uh, institutions. What what are those specifically? Who's asking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think um, there are several uh, big things. Payment models are changing for the mental health, the community mental health centers in particular. And that, that has um, everything to do with economies, current economies, local economies. Uh, so funding was a, a big, big problem, but also how we had our organization set up for all those 60 years. It was the right model for many, many years, but that's all changing with how payment reform is happening and how um, expectations and outcomes are, are being layered on differently. Um, so those were all very big concerns for us, and VOA had a, had a good model for how to approach all those things, and we appreciated that greatly. One example is we're 
very supported through individual donors and foundations. And we have Carl oversees that department now. And Floyd, that takes our organization to the next level because government funding is not comprehensive enough to really do what we need to do. It's very, very limited. And um, so we, we need public support. We have to have it. If we don't have public support, we really can't fulfill our mission in a, in a very meaningful way. So within the first six months, we were pursuing funding to improve the conditions of three apartment complexes that Peak had owned in Laramie, and they needed to be renovated. They were in, they were in bad shape. Carl had tried over the years to get improvements, but there was just limited funding. And we were able to secure a three-quarter of a million dollars, $750,000 grant through the Federal Home Loan Bank that um, First Interstate ended up serving as our pass-through on, and we're grateful for them to do that. And um, we are now just about completing all the renovations to these apartments that are allowing people with seriously mentally that are seriously mentally ill to live well. To live in a house in a, of dignity. And, and independent. And independently. Yes. And we have staff that go in daily to work with them. And, you know, the, the folks that we serve, many of them are managed through medication and regular treatment. And Carl certainly is the expert far beyond what I am um, because he has a background and is, he's, you know, he's a psychologist by trade and this and that. But what I can tell you is many of these people will always be in this state of kind of uh, acute mental illness and one of the things we do is help them to live full lives to the extent they can but that is with supports and i I know people say oh just they need to just pull themselves up by the bootstrap or whatever but that isn't how mental illness works right and we have to be able to be empathetic and and allow these folks to have the the resources they need through nonprofits to really serve this. And, you know, I want to put out a plug for the governor. I'm going to tell you right now, Governor Gordon was just an absolute amazing leader through the pandemic and where a lot of organizations closed shop or went, um, went without resources. You know, he really was a champion to make sure that a lot of the CARES money came through and the Department of Health was able to bolster and support nonprofits and, um, and, and I just can't say enough about that because it was the most challenging time I've ever faced as a professional, Carl. And, you know, you've been running Hermie Service Organizations 30 years also. That had to be your most difficult time. Oh, yes, very much so. But the connection is funny. I've said before, I've worked in other states um, in similar roles, and we've never had the connection with our, our state folks like we have here. I've not experienced that before. So I echo what he's saying about both the governor and the uh, folks at the state. Yeah. It's been great. He's, he has taken a real leadership role yeah. on mental health here within the state of Wyoming. Yes. Uh, uh, the suicide rates in this state are, are staggering. Oh, it's unbelievable. Staggering. Unbelievable. You know, the interesting thing is the governor, um, prior to being governor, served on the Northern Wyoming Mental Health Board for many years. And then prior to being governor, he was on our board of directors for nine years. So we have a man in office who really understands this at the core, you know, the needs of Wyoming citizens and the the type of infrastructure we have. And but the other thing he supports is accountability. You know, he wants to make sure that our what we're doing is making a difference and impacting lives. And it's money well spent by the state. And so. 
you know, that's been my take. And um, in, in any way, so part of part of the merger is to be efficient and effective is to consolidate and to 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 be good stewards of resources, both donors and state revenue. And before I go to a break, this how long did this conversation take place? So was it was it two hours? Was it an oh, hour where all of a sudden you decided, you know what, if we just did this because a merger is no small thing. No, it is correct. But but if we just did this, it's mutually beneficial and it's going to be beneficial to patients and, and people That's who right. we serve. How long did that take? I would it was multiple conversations over over several months yeah. before we moved it to the next level. But um, I would say three, four conversations um, where we we met for a few hours and, and talked. And uh, yeah, Carl and I for about a month, month and a half had private conversations and just right. wanting to make sure that he felt good about this. We talked about and tried to vision of what could happen between our two organizations. Then we began to get our boards involved. So there's board yeah. steering committees and the boards, which are the governance and the leadership of the organizations really take a very close look through a very comprehensive due diligence process. So there's a heavy process of engagement that goes on. And then in the end, they have to make a decision. Is this good for clients in both organizations? Good for staff? Does this serve the mission well? Is there synergy? Both boards decided there was. And so we merged. Same thing with uh, Northern uh, Wyoming Mental Health Center. Same process. And Volunteers of America, we've actually had nine mergers and acquisitions over the 20 years I've been CEO. So, you know, we've really grown from 22 staff to 450 staff, from serving 1,000 people a year to this almost 20,000 this next year. And this is through these mergers. That It's a big part of it. At least 50% of our growth has been merger and, acqu- and acquisition related. And then the other 50% has been through organic growth where our customers like what we're doing. They go, we want you to do more. Well, we're going to talk about the newest merger when we come back. We're going to continue with the Chief Executive Officer of the Volunteers of American Northern Rockies and Northern Wyoming Mental Health. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Have you heard? Sheridan's own Vacutech is growing and they're hiring powder coaters, machine operators, welders, and more. With great opportunities for advancement, working at Vacutech is much more than just a job, it's a career. Vacutech offers outstanding benefits including comprehensive health, dental and vision coverage, matching 401k, paid time off, and relocation assistance. Not to mention top-notch compensation. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's open opportunities page on their website at Vacutech. AccuTechLLC.com. From Broadway to the Y.O. Theater screen, it's the fabulously sassy musical Kinky Boots. Thursday, September 22nd at 6 p.m. This award-winning musical celebrates a joyous story of Brit grit to high-heeled hit. And it takes you from the factory floor in Northampton to the glamorous catwalks of Milan with songs by Grammy and Tony-winning pop icon Cindy Lauper. 
Tickets for Kinky Boots could be purchased now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. Hi, this is Harry at Kane Funeral Home. Kane and Champion Funeral Homes are sponsoring a nine-week grief support group at no charge to our community. We meet this Tuesday, September 20th at 1 p.m. To register, call Judy Olson at 672-3336. That's 672-3336. Hey, it's Desperado Dave here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports and First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Sure, I'm the new kid on the block, but don't let that fool you. Just take a listen. Go picking Dallas. I made a mistake last week. <laughs> or no, sorry, I'm not going. Oh, I was like, what? Okay. Was it the look on my face? <laughs> it, it was. I, was like, I said something on, wrong. Like, he, wow. was he was shamed. He was shamed into going yeah. the other direction. Wow. I, bet, I bet Dallas on last week. That's where I made yeah. a mistake. Oh, Trevor, you got to play poker a little bit. <laughs> Five points, Trev. That awesome. At least that would get thrown out. I mean, you can win most improved. You can get a participation ribbon. Yeah. Candace Crane. I took a couple of risks last week that did not pay off. You rolled the dice. I rolled the dice instead of ice, but we're still cool as ice. <laughs> Moving into week two. Magic Melanie. Ten points. I'm back. I flipped and I didn't even pick Dallas, so. Who's the backup quarterback? Cooper. Yeah. It I, might be better. Cooper. <laughs> I think we should get your husband, Melanie. You can play Pro Football Pick'em presented by First Northern Bank and Sheridan Honda and Power Sports at SheridanMedia.com. I could be terrible. <laughs> Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by the Chief Executive Officer of the Volunteers of America, Northern Rockies, as well as the Chief Development Officer, Carl Klein. Uh, I forgot to say your name. Jeff Holsinger. Yes. My, my, right. my apologies. That's all right. Uh, now, Northern Wyoming Mental Health Center, uh, has merged with the Volunteers of America in the Northern Rockies. This this merger is complete. This is something that we uh, we just talked about. Peak has done it before, mm-hmm. uh, and you said that there were multiple organizations that have done this with the Volunteers of America. And now Northern Wyoming Mental Health technically no longer exists. We are now one unit, the That's VOA. Correct. Volunteers of America. That's right. So on uh, June 1st, uh, we um, we basically uh, worked. Both boards of directors made a decision to merge the organization. And so from June 1st through September 1st, um, the uh, transfer of authority and transfer of power, if you will, was moved over to the Volunteers of America board. They became the board of Northern. Um, the, the Northern board were recognized and deep gratitude extended to them and then they were they resigned and so the volunteers of america board became the board of northern and i was appointed as ceo and then on september 1st um uh we consolidated northern volunteer um um northern wyoming mental health center and volunteers of america and uh, Paul Demple was the CEO that led his organization along with some just outstanding staff through this process. And uh, Paul's retired. He still serves in a consulting capacity for us. But it's been a blessing, I think, to both organizations and will ensure that mental health services are delivered in excellence throughout um, Johnson, Sheridan, Crook, and um, Weston. Weston County, yeah, thank you. Now, when I, 
I'm trying to remember. I think it was Northern Wyoming Mental Health had contracts with um, government entities in Johnson County that I know of. Mm-hmm. Does the VOA now absorb those contracts or are those null and void as of now? No, that's a great question. Um, we do. And so they have a contract through the Department of Corrections to serve um, uh, um, treatment beds in the jail. And we're working with the sheriff and those in that community. Uh, same thing we did in Torrington uh, with Peak. They had a similar contract. And then um, and we just also absorbed Campbell County outpatient services. So uh, Department of Health. Uh, we've worked with them, and they want us to. Um, the hospital there had been providing that service, and so we're now taking over outpatient services in Campbell County. So we have, we're providing mental health services in nine out of twenty-three counties in Wyoming. Wow! Yeah, and we are we're just privileged to do it. Uh, we have deep passion for serving. Um, you know, folks in this way and helping people transform their lives. Really. I think become all that um, that uh, God intends for them to be, and really helping them aspire to um, live fully, and and that living fully means living with what the day brings, right? Life's Hardship. worth living. Yeah, right? that's right. Because life is tough. I mean, life when you think of it, it's just brutal. I mean, it, it it brings a hurricane one day and sunshine the next, and to be able to get through that is takes family support community and um and no one's immune from it i don't care what your title is or you know we no we, such thing as tough in my world yeah. yeah and we all have points of brokenness in our life and so the yeah. fact that we're in a healing business to help people live fully with the challenges and the difficulties but the enjoyment and just the gladness that they have um is very meaningful. You, Floyd, you were talking earlier about the suicide rate in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. uh, I believe it's the highest in the nation per capita. And, you know, we are obviously in a pivotal point to try and address that. And so we do a lot with crisis stabilization, helping people that have been determined to be a danger to themselves or others and helping them really uh, transition in um, therapy and treatment and community living in a way that um, can ensure that uh, they live fully. Mental health first aid. Mental health Mental first health, aid. that's, yeah. yeah. It's a big part of it. Yeah. So now I, I, I've spoken with law enforcement. I speak with law enforcement a lot. And uh, uh, many of the issues that they deal with are a mental health crisis. Uh, our officers, for all that they are, for all that they do for us, they're not mental health professionals. Right. Uh, so does the VOA offer some sort of service where we could have, or, or maybe even in the future, where we could have a response team or, or even just an individual where the police, the sheriff's department, maybe even the highway patrol could contact you guys and say, you know, we'll deal with the law enforcement part, but we need someone here to understand what this individual is talking about, to know where this person's coming from, to help them through this crisis. Is that a possibility? Well, we're already moving in that direction. And so uh, we've just moved Northern Wyoming Mental Health into a same-day scheduled appointment. And um, 
what's that called? It's a, well, it's a clinic model. But yeah, it's um, it's a best practice, and so um, it's it's what the Department of Health of Wyoming expects. It's what we expect. But individuals being referred to us, whether it's through law enforcement, an issue or c- circumstance, um, or individuals self um, kind of in self-need coming to us, uh, we can get diagnostics done that day and determine a course of treatment. And so um, we've got an open door uh, policy now that really I think addresses more in a more immediate fashion the needs of community members. On top of that, we also have um, uh, just iPad, we have iPads that we're putting into hospitals and Johnson County, for instance, just got iPads where we can telehealth. And so if we have patients that are going in under um, a crisis and are in need of supervised medical care while they're working to stabilize their behavioral health needs, um, we can get immediate access and they work through an iPad on telehealth and it's HIPAA protected and everything else. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so we're, we just brought that to that hospital. I know we're working with um, Sheridan Memorial. And so these are the technologies that Peak have been doing for years that we're bringing now into these counties. Now, where, where can I learn more? Uh, so part of what um, I would encourage folks to do is to um, call us at uh, Volunteers of America if you want to learn more about our services and what we offer. And um, if you were to call and speak with uh, Latina Carr, she can get you directed to the right staff and will ensure that uh, the, the leadership and whatever needs you have will communicate to you about our program. So if there's veterans out there that want to know, for instance, how do I get access to help? Well, we're the largest provider of veteran services in Montana and Wyoming. And frankly, we move millions of dollars every year through the Veterans Administration in in partnership with the Veterans Administration to help veterans with immediate housing or health care needs with work. Uh, And sometimes that means retooling. So Latina, if you call, if a veteran calls, uh, we can get them directed to the right staff, the right program. And same thing with mental health services, same thing with youth services. And so just give us a call and uh, we'll have a staff who will get you connected. Also our website, org. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And donors. And, you know, if there's folks out there that are looking to support I think really accountable programs, programs that make a difference in people's lives. And you want to partner uh, with us on that. We would we would be honored and we welcome um, philanthropic support and donor support to help the men, women and children who need services. You know, and so we're about a hand up, not just a hand out. I mean, there are times where people need a hand uh, just to kind of move along and to get their lives kind of in the right direction. But there's people that, you know, that most of the folks we work with aren't afraid of being accountable for improving their lives. They want to. They just want to do it with dignity. They want respect, just like all of us do. But they're willing to put that work in. Most of them are. They really are. Jeff, Carl, thank you both so much for coming in and thank speaking you. with me today. I Lloyd, greatly thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, and great uh, I'm going to have you back. This okay. is this is great stuff. I love hearing about this. All right, folks. When we come back, we will speak with Antelope Butte Foundation. This is Public Pulse on 930K Aroe and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. it. 
At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mullinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native, and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong. Things are breaking on the daily and you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wyo Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location, no matter what issues it has. They will get you cash, probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at yorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. A lot of Hammer Chevrolet has some quality SUVs that will get you to your destination this fall, Troy Baker. Bob, come test drive a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit 4x4. It has a 5.7 liter Hemi V8 engine that's priced at $42,995. We also have a 2020 Chevy Traverse High Country all-wheel drive priced at $48,795. We have a few others as well. Go to HammerChevy.com and check out all the pre-owned vehicles. 107 East Towns are open Saturdays till 4. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of the show this morning, I'm joined by Antelope Butte General Manager Dick Stilson and Antelope Butte Foundation's Development Director, Rebecca Arcarsi. Good morning, Antelope Butte. Good morning. Good morning. Now, did I get that right? Arcasi? I got that close. one. It was close. Arcaris. Arcaris. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you would just pull those mics in just a little closer. Um, now, Dick, can you tell us how things are going up, up there at Antelope Butte as far as uh, like a renovation? It, there's renovations going on up there, right? There are. The renovation, the focus of the renovation was the base lodge which reopened for the first time in 17 years in January of this year, of this past season. 
And there are tweaks going on. We're still doing some work inside, but we do have occupancy, and it's a fabulous lodge. And that's our, our again, our primary focus as far as renovation is concerned. The, the lodge itself? Correct. Uh, where are we at on that? Uh, well, the lodge is three stories. It has ticketing and rentals in the bottom floor, and they're fully functional. On our main floor, we have our cafeteria, our kitchen, and uh, that also is fully functional. And we have uh, a beautiful two-story fireplace, a chimney. Uh, and it, uh, on the third floor is our bar area with an observation deck looking at the mountain, and that is also fully operational. So it's mostly just little tweaks that we're, that we're doing now to finish the lodge. Now, for, for those who may not know, this, this renovation to bring Antelope Butte back up to a place that everyone can enjoy. Mm -hmm. This was a bunch of friends that got together. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. It's interesting that this happened in 2011. Just very quickly, a, a little background. When a ski area closes that is on Forest Service land, the Forest Service's primary directive is to return the land to a natural state. So quite often... A derelict ski area is torn down entirely, ravaged and taken off premises, and you wouldn't even know that it ever existed. And that very was very close to happening at Antelope Butte. But a group of friends got together in a tavern in Sheridan, and as one of them told me, the, the United States of America was founded. Exactly. By <laughs> Some of the best things have exactly. happened this way, right? <laughs> exactly. So they just came up with the idea in the spring of 2011. And they were able to actually get the foundation, a nonprofit, started in the fall of that year. And then the rest was, uh, last, next few years were fundraising, furious fundraising. Meanwhile, there was um, some legal action that kept the Forest Service from destroying the existing infrastructure. And uh, they were able to con continue from that point. And, and now we've got programs, we're open to the public. I mean, it's come a long way. It has. It? It's very exciting. Now, um, what services are available uh, from start to finish? Well, we have all the services you, you would expect from a ski resort. We have, uh, obviously, we sell lift tickets, seasons passes. In fact, we have an aggressive season pass sale going on right now, particularly focused on September. So we would urge our skiers or people that haven't skied there but want to, to take a look at that online. They can, it's an easy process online, antelopebuttefoundation.org, to purchase the season pass. So you can buy ticketing. Uh, you can access our alpine lifts. We have three alpine lifts. We have uh, cross-country right now, uh, touring center, which is free. You can use that for snowshoe or for cross-country. Um, we have uh, dining, breakfast, and and uh, lunch, and we're possibly going to have a dinner service on certain nights of the year. We're still playing with that idea. And we have a bar, which is great. It's a really fun place. We have live music during the winter. Oh, wow. So anything you'd expect from a ski resort, you can get from us. I mean, it is. It they have worked, all of you have worked, to get this place uh, like a, 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 a destination uh, for people coming into town. Uh, now, there's not like a hotel or anything like that up there. No, this there's no lodging. No lodging. But everything else, 
so and and lessons on top of that. That's correct? absolutely right. We have a great ski school and an award-winning ski patrol. So it's an exceptional little ski area. How amazing is that? All because a bunch of people decided we don't want this to go away. Exactly. And I think the best part about all the efforts that have been going into the renovation is that it is now going to be and is a year-round destination. We had two weddings up there this summer. It was amazing. We had our brew fest and our summer fest um, in June and July. So it, it really will be a year-round destination, not just um, just a ski time to visit. So it's so beautiful up there no matter what season you visit. So our real, our goal is to bring family and community and and people from out of town up there all year round. So um, the weddings were pretty spectacular. It was it's a great it's a great place. It was, it was I nice. Was, and that was my next question. How did the summer go? Uh, how how many summers have you been open to the public to do that kind of stuff? Uh, has it been two? Well, it's been tw since twenty sixteen. They've had okay. So it's a, it's it's quite a it's quite a bit. Did you guys suffer any kind of closure over COVID? It changed things the way they looked. Um, so, for example, our summer fest in the past has been a three-day festival, and over COVID, they did one-day events over three weekends. So it changed the the look a little bit, but um, we were still able to have um, brew fest and summer fest just in a little different way. Have you seen attendance grow quite a bit over the last couple of years? We have, yeah. So more folks yeah. are getting up there, having a good time. Now, what's coming up for the fall season? Well, for the fall, we're, we're very busy getting ready for winter, primarily. Our fall activities are somewhat limited in terms of organization. People can come up. They can, they're more than welcome to come up. And if Rebecca or I are around, we're happy to show people the lodge. And again, just to try to generate a little stoke. Yeah. Because once you go and you see... The infrastructure that we have is pretty exciting. But in terms of organized events, we're done for the season. Now we're just really focused on getting ready for winter. So like the restaurant wouldn't be open on any given day? If a group wanted it to be, we could. That's, so during the fall, we really um, geared toward programming or special, like if we, if we bring a group up from the hub or like we just had Coffee in Elementary out and the Forest Service and I did a... Um, a day just you know on the uh, leave no trace campaign and we went on a hike and things like that so we we can bring the schools out and um, any community organization as long as but it's really more of a choose your own adventure type we'll bring them to the lodge and and have lunch if they like or or take hikes or and it but it, yeah so the fall is really left for individual programming and we really love to partner with different community organizations to do that. So. so if a community organization is looking to do something up there at Antelope Butte, now's the time to get a hold of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, because yeah, we, don't, we don't have the big summer recreation. Mm -hmm. And it's right. just before the big winter rush. Right. So now's a good time to get your organization up there to take part in, in things like that. It is. It's great. And, uh, you know, some people not maybe not like to bring big groups up when it's the roads are a little precarious in the winter if they're not skiers. So it is. There's there's so much to do um, up there. And we're like the Forest Service did a, a interactive lessons and they did games. I mean, we have a great relationship with them. And so that is it is it is the time if you want to do that. It's perfect for retreats. I know at we were at third Thursday um, these last two two months and talked to a lot of people about just corporate 
yeah. events and retreats and one day getaways yeah. and yeah what what beautiful surroundings to have it's very peaceful <laughs> yeah and you're so, up there you're removed from all distractions yeah. and our so, lodge is big enough that we can do significant corporate events on the main level or smaller ones up on the second level in the bar area where you're overlooking the the ski lifts and the mountains so and and i'm getting a little distracted from uh ooh, ooh, you know the opening season but just real quick because mm-hmm. if this could be like a corporate retreat even if it's just for like a day i want to get everybody up there i want to have a meeting or or a team building activity what type of technology is available do we have fiber do we have uh things that my office team could utilize while i was up there i'll let dick speak to that (laughs) well we don't have fiber we do have starlink internet Mm -hmm. so we can definitely supply enough bandwidth for any corporate meeting that wouldn't be an issue. And there's like a, a big meeting space that we could uh, utilize? Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, the lodge is, the main floor is big and open and we have tables and chairs we can arrange in any way. Perfect. And the second floors would be for smaller um, gatherings, but still the same thing. We have tables and chairs available and, and just anything See, to make, here, meet your needs. This is fantastic. I, here I was getting ready to talk about like recreation and uh, and the upcoming ski season, but at this, I just learned if you're a corporation out there and you're looking for a good retreat, Antelope Butte should be at the top of the list. Now, when does the big season open? Are we waiting on snow, Dick? <laughs> are we, are we, well, yeah, the ski business, it's always snow-driven. A obviously. little dependent, right? <laughs> very dependent. We don't make snow, so we have to be prepared to take advantage of whatever we get from mother nature we would like to be in a position that if we get significant early snowfall that we could get open for thanksgiving weekend that's kind of a stretch we would need a lot of snow to make that happen but it's possible and just throwing the dart at the calendar we've chosen december 16th as our soft opening date so we'll see what happens all right, so December 16th, fingers crossed. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> now, usually at that, uh, what's the elevation of Antelope Butte? Is the, this... the base elevation is 8,500 feet, which benefits us tremendously. So 5,000 feet, roughly, higher than Sheridan. So it's a whole different world. I was going to okay. say. And we've already had snow up there we last have. week. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. we've already had a little snow. So it's it seems to be on a good trajectory better than last year. Last year we had a really late start, so... Yeah. Now, uh, what else can we do up at Antelope Butte during this winter season? Because we think about lodges like this, we're like, oh, well, I'm not a skier. Well, there's a lot of other stuff that we could possibly do. What uh, what could we do up there during winter? Yeah, I think what Dick mentioned, too, up in the bar, we'll have live music. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who maybe want to bring their kids up and ski, and they don't want to ski. You can hang out in the lodge. Um, like I said, we have, we have Wi-Fi, Starlink service. You can... Just hang out and wait for your party to ski if you want. Um, holiday parties we could do for you. Any it really, any event that you can imagine, we could probably accommodate. And um, it could be ski or no ski. Um, Nordic, Nordic skiing as well. We can we can do that if you didn't want to do alpine. What is the first and second chair program? First and second chair. <laughs> okay, these are these are uh, ski lessons. Basically, that we we have for um, school kids from the whole area, both sides of the mountain, Grable, Basin, Sheridan, wherever people want to come from, and actually, they're they're Antelope Butte Foundation programs, 
and um, we provide lessons, lift ticket, and rentals for one very reasonable price for these kids. First chair, as you might guess, is for either never-evers or beginners, basically. Brand new. Brand new. Second chair has now become the all-mountain program. When you graduate from the first chair, you now have access to all the lifts at Antelope Butte. You can go to the top of the mountain. The big ski. one. The big, <laughs> the big one. Again, it's, it's a learning experience. You're with an instructor, but you're basically you're, you're developing skills that you can carry on throughout your life. That's the whole idea. We're just trying to facilitate kids to become lifelong skiers and riders with these programs. I mean, winter sports. We live in an area where we could really take advantage of this kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. And so having like a PE program mm -hmm. that surrounds winter sports themselves, I think is a fantastic idea. Now, um, where can I go to get my lift ticket or get my kid involved in something like this? Absolutely. Our website has everything. So antelopebuttefoundation.org. You click on that. Um, it gives you the different types of lessons, whether you want private lessons, the first chair program, um, just to get involved. We also have um, information for volunteers. You know, we, most of our instructors are volunteers and they're, they're just amazing. They make it happen and we appreciate the community partnership in that. So our website's pretty all-inclusive for one-stop shop to find everything. When you get on the e-store there, we have the lift tickets, the lesson tickets, the private lessons. And you can pick a date um, that you want to start or um, pick an instructor as well. So it's all, all right there. So December 16th, we're looking at it. That's our hopeful date. That's mm -hmm. our hopeful date. That's our hopeful date. Uh, but if, if I come in there and I don't have any kind of equipment, you guys also give rentals, don't you? We do. And this year, we're also providing seasonal lease of equipment. Oh, wow. So it's almost like ownership. You just do it one time. You pay for the... A ski or snowboard in boots, and you, it's yours to take home for the entire season. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that way I don't have to worry about going up there and getting sized and taking care of everything. I just lease it for the season mm -hmm. and then just leave it there on my last day. Correct. That's fantastic. Uh, now, <laughs> Dick, Rebecca, I want to thank you both for coming in and talking with me. Is there anything else that you would like folks to know about Antelope Butte right now? I, I think, you know, just a matter of we're, we're a community partnership organization. We want to partner with people. We'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions, if you have something that you'd like to discuss, um, whether it be an event or a program or something like that, we'd love to hear from you. And you can contact us through the website. And, and that's what we're all about. We're about bringing family and kids to the mountain, like you said. We're in an area that's amazing, and we want to make it accessible to all. It shouldn't be prohibitive no matter where you are in, in your season of life. So. Exactly. Fantastic. All right. Thank you both so much for coming in and speaking with us today. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having it. us. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you to learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you 
Visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. I'm with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. It's fall, and you know what that means, right? Pumpkin spice latte? Well, that too, but I'm talking about hunting season. You've probably tuned your bow by now, but have you tuned your vehicle and side-by-side? Because the last thing you want to worry about is being stranded on the mountain. Good thinking. And if you're not heading up the mountain, we can take care of you too. We service all makes and models, not just Hondas. And here's the best part. We'll come get your car, service it, wash it, and bring it back to you. That's pretty convenient. Schedule your car and power sports service today at Sheridan Honda. Considering a big project and don't know where to begin, Wagner Ranch Services can help. Our experienced staff of engineers and equipment operators can take your project from the design and permitting phase right up through construction and completion. Wagner Ranch Services can design, permit, and construct roads, reservoirs and ponds, excavate foundations, install utilities, and more. We can handle projects big and small from start to finish. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane. Give us a call at 752-2787. The 5th Annual Wild Film Festival presents The Outside Circle. Much as I've thought about, you know, what cowboying means and its relevance to modern society, I mean, of course, there's, you know, there's the production of beef, which is, helps feed the world. And I think that's really important to ranchers. I don't think that's so important to cowboys. The Wild Film Festival presents The Outside Circle. I think they're aware, like we represent an American ideal. A film sharing stories from cowboys, western artists, ranchers, and Native Americans bringing their perspective and way of life to our world today. The Wild Film Festival, presented by ERA Carroll Realty, September 30th to October 2nd in Sheridan. See the lineup and get your tickets at wildfilmfest.org. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burden. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. 